This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and I have got another return guest, awesome return guest. Bob Quillen from Quillen Brothers Windows in Bryan, Ohio, which I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere in Ohio. It's a little town that I one day want to visit. Bob, welcome. I appreciate you uh, being back again. Thank you, Brian. It's an honor. So, um, so a couple weeks ago, Bob and I were both at uh, Tony Hody's event and while Bob was up on stage doing his thing. And if you haven't seen Bob on stage, it's, it's, uh, it's something to see. My favorite, favorite, do you know what my absolute favorite line is that you say? Uh, fruit check. No, well, that one is, yeah, that one's up there too, no, but it has to do with the Marines. Oh, yeah. Um, whoever is hosting the, the get-together probably invited me here to give you hope. And it made me make, make you laugh a little bit. Uh, as a Marine, there's a lot of things I don't know. There's some things I do know well. I'm blessed with a big body and a small brain, and I like to keep things in proportion that way. <laughs> that is my favorite line. That's, that's, that's great. Well, you know, if having a small brain accomplishes all that you have accomplished, I hope to God my brain is as small as yours. I'm just a little selective, Brian, on what I let in there. And I do, I, I believe I have a small brain and I only, you know, let things filter into my brain that I feel can be useful to myself, my company, my family, you know, the people that I surround myself with. I have people all the time ask me questions or say, do you know this? Or what do you think about this? And if it really doesn't pertain to my success or happiness or what I'm interested in and the journey of life that I'm in, I really don't listen to it because I'm my attitude is, Listen, there's only so much room up there. I can't even think about this nonsense. Yeah, I love it. Very so, protective over. Yeah, so before we, we get into it, well, two things. One is for everybody listening, if you have not done so already, go to thewealthycontractor.com. There's uh, sign up, get on the list. There's all kinds of resources and stuff for you there. Bob, why don't you remind everybody, just give everybody kind of like the quick one or two minute version of your story. Tell us a little bit about Quillen Brothers Windows today and what it was, I guess. Well, I served six years in the Marine Corps, got out of the Marine Corps and, and proved to myself that God had a censor humor because I landed myself in the insurance sales business. Um, I did insurance sales for about four years. Um, I think it was a great launching pad for me. One of the things that I always pick on that industry is, you know, they give me a pitch book and a mirror so I could watch myself starve to death <laughs> because you, you get a lot of trophies, a lot of awards, a lot of recognition, but they forget to pay you along the way. And so, but I got my feet wet there. And one of the things that my district manager taught me that I thought was very unique is he said, he always called me boy. He was an old Southern guy. And he said, boy, I'm going to tell you something. The art of sales is getting people to do today what they tell you they'll do tomorrow. And if you Get them to do it today. You'll make a lot of money if you let them sell you on tomorrow. 
when you're going to have skinny kids. And I remember not even being in the business 30 days, and that just resonated with me. And so I never considered myself pushy. I just looked at myself as, well, the art of sales is getting people to do what we want them to do today and not tomorrow. And so got my feet wet, got in the uh, home improvement business in 1995, launched my own company in 1999. It's been 20 years now. It's been a great journey. Last year, we did just a little over $6.7 and, you know, we're pretty happy. I mean, we're growing, but we're not growing too quickly. Slow, steady, planned, prepared growth has always been our motto. And we're just trying to enjoy the journey and, and take as many people with us as we can. Yeah, that's awesome. So at, when you were when you were on on the stage a couple weeks ago, I texted you as you were as you were up there and I said, hey, this would make a great episode of the podcast and and what you were talking about at this point and I've heard you say this before it just happened to strike me at that moment was that Quillen Brothers Windows you said is a self-improvement company that happens to sell home improvements and I thought god that's such a great philosophy I guess can you tell us tell us more about that Okay. Well, I got I got this train of thought back in like 2007 to 2010 timeframe. <clears throat> One of the things I noticed is, you know, there's several things I love about this business and there's several things that I, I don't really care for in this business or this industry. One of the things is the high turnover rate on personnel and people. And as business owners, I think we all deal with it in some sort of facet or shape or form. Some of us more, some of us less, but we all deal with the monster. So, when I look back at the people that I have trained and lost over the last 20 years, I come to the conclusion I don't lose good people because they lack talent. They all have talent, and you can develop talent along the way. But where I seem to lose people, and when I talk to other owners across the United States, they tell me the same thing. We lose good, talented people every day because they lack in what we call life management skills. Either they're lacking in the emotional part of their life, their relationship part of their life, their health goes bad, they get a divorce, something happens with their money, they're in a crisis. It's always an outside circumstance. You know, I very rarely have somebody come up and say, well, Mr. Quillen, I'm going to give my resignation. I'm going to leave because I don't like you or I don't like your people or I don't like your product or I don't like your window. It's always something else outside of the business that they can't seem to get a grip on. And so it affects their livelihood. And it's always frustrated me. And so I thought if I put together a program where I didn't focus so much on peddling windows or selling a widget or a gadget, whether it's roofing, siding, windows, gutters, whatever it is, and I just really become a people-focused company, and I help people grow in different areas of their life, their faith, their family, their fun, their fitness, the important things. I thought we could all become better people. It would take the pressure off the X's and the O's and the numbers. Now, you still have to run a business. You still got to have your bricks and mortars. You still got to have your building blocks. But really, at the end of the day, nobody gets up because they just love to sell windows or love to sell roofs. You know, I had a salesman one time sarcastically say, you know, I didn't get in this business because I love people. I got in this business to make money. So other than the money, what is it? Why do we want to make the money? Why is it? What's important to us? Well, most people are going to say it's their family, it's their health, it's their relationships. And so we become a people you know, leadership development company. And that's really what we focus on here. We, you know, my philosophy is if you build the man or woman from the inside out, everything they touch will turn to gold. And if you can help them grow in their relationship skills, if you can help them grow in their financial management skills, 
if you can help them grow in their physical habits and things like that, they're going to be happier people. And because they're happier people, they're going to be better employees. They're going to be more pleasant to be around. And so creating a culture and a learning environment that's always focused on self-improvement has just kind of been what Quillen Brothers is known for. That's just how I feel. Yeah, that's um, that's really powerful stuff. So a couple of things that came up for me as you were saying that. One is, and, and let's kind of deal, let's deal with with both of them. So one is... What if the owner of the business, so this is a loaded question, because if the owner of the business is not into self-improvement, then they're not going to have much of a business and not much opportunity for everybody else. So let's assume- I think it starts there, Brian. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up. It has to start there. Yeah. I've got a saying, and I don't know who taught it to me. I've heard it along the way. Speed of the leader, speed of the group. Yeah. A fish rots from the head down. And so if the owner or the you know, upper management, if they're not growing daily- you know, there's a saying, we're either ripening or we're rotting. There's no such thing as stagnation. Yeah. There's no such thing as pause mode. You're either growing or you're rotting. And so as business owners, we got to be growing ourselves because we attract what we are. We don't attract what we want. Too many business owners, their life, you know, people who lack discipline want to hire people with discipline. People who lack attention to detail want to hire people with attention to detail. People that don't really have great communication skills they want to hire people. They, they want to fill their voids through other people. I don't think there is such a thing. I believe the universe has a thing out there called the law of attraction. And it's very simple. You attract what you are, not what you want. Yeah. So if you want a clean, detailed, organized organization, fun, then you have to grow yourself into that person because those are the people you're going to attract. And yeah. I'm in long-term success because when we bring people in business, Brian, as you know, you know, I have a saying, people walk through my doors for three reasons, for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. My job is to not determine whether it's a lifetime relationship or a seasonal relationship. My job is to filter out the people that's coming in for the wrong reason. Yeah. Those are the only people that I stop from coming into our organization. If they come in for a season or a lifetime, that's going to be their choice. It's not going to be ours. Yeah, you know, what's really fascinating about this, this whole thing is, you know, as I'm getting older, I come to realize and being in business now for, oh, God, 30 years, you know, basically, I haven't taken a paycheck from anybody in 30 years, except a, a, one of my clients, you know, and uh, one or now hundreds, but I'm really convinced that success is more about mindset than it is about skill set, which is why what you were talking about and what you're talking about now just fascinates me so much. And it's I, it, and and going back to to the the two kind of questions that I had was the owner. So what if the owner is into self improvement, but thinks, well, how am I going to be able to teach this? So that's the one side of the equation. Let me just get them out before I forget, and then we can dissect them both. And then the second part of this is, well, you know as well as I do that the majority of people out there are not into improvement. The majority of people let life happen to them. And so when they come in your door, how do you help them become more interested in themselves so that they, they're receptive to the message? 
I hope that makes sense. Nope, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I run into it all the time, you know, also. People ask me, Bob, how can I teach this? Well, it comes from being a servant leader. In other words, when I read something and it really inspires me or it touches me or it moves me or it, it gives me new information, whether I hear it on a podcast, I read it in a book, I hear it at a seminar, okay, that's good that that speaker got to touch me. But if it stops with me, what have I really done? I've become a very selfish person. So I'm the type of person that when I read something or I listen to something or I run across something that really inspires me, the first thing I want to do is share it with everybody I care about. Because I'm thinking, man, if that little statement or that talk or that chapter that I read in the book or that podcast or that little analogy, if it will touch other people as much as it touches me, then this is a good thing. We can keep this thing going. And so I've never really read or studied or gotten into self-improvement so much. You know, I want to improve myself, yes. But as soon as I get something that I call a golden nugget, the first thing I want to do is share it. Because what good is it to just keep it to ourselves? You'll want to share it with other people. So if you're growing as a person and you're constantly sharing tidbits of information, tidbits of wisdom, people are going to realize, hey, I've never heard that before. This guy's a little different. This this is kind of intriguing. He really believes this stuff. He's, he, he's not my normal family relative. He's not my normal co-worker. And, and that's going to stand out. And so I think just about sharing the good, I call it, there's a good message out there. If we focused on sharing the good and not so much the bad and the gossip and the ugly, just think of what type of world we would live in. Yeah. But most people, so to play devil's advocate, most people prefer gossip. Most people prefer negative news. Um, most people prefer the path of least resistance. Because and, they don't know better. Yeah, but they don't somebody know they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. I agree. But then someone like you comes along and says, Well, I want to share something that I learned, and they're like rolling their eyes and saying, Well, you know, here he goes again. Well, they probably they they could roll their eyes, but I don't I may share that with them, but what I do is I get to know them as a person. Okay. Sure they want to work here, sure they want to make money, but why? What's important to them? And one of the exercises I did, Brian, and I do this when I hire people too, is that wheel of life exercise where, you know, maybe within the first 30 days or so, I'm going to share with them things that I've learned. <clears throat> I'm going to give them, say, hey, why your tenureship is here at Quillen Brothers? We want to help you become more productive. See, we can teach people talent, but what we can't teach, and we say this in our interview also, we can teach you talent, but we can't teach you why. Those who know why will always figure out how. But if you don't have a reason why to live, if you don't have a reason why to go to work, if you don't have a reason why to chase your dream, does it really matter if you know how to do something? Because those who know how to do something and they don't have a big reason why, they become a real pain in the butt. Yeah. Okay? The people that know why they're doing it, you can teach them how along the way. They're a joy to lead. They're awesome people to be around. So it's all about the dream. It's all it's always about the goal. Why am I doing this? Why am I living? Well, why am I pursuing this? And so we don't know what their hot button is. Maybe it is family. Maybe their family life's fine and, and you know they're just trying to get into finances. They're looking for an occupational vehicle that gives them an opportunity to drive a little faster. I think people in a young stage of life, they make good choices, but something they never done, Brian, is they've never job shadowed the profession they're getting into. They've never went and talked to somebody who's done it for 20 or 30 years like you saw you know you said yourself you've been in 
business for yourself for 30 years. Well, if I was an 18 to 22 year old and I was thinking I might want to go into business for myself, wouldn't it make sense for me to seek out people like you who's done it for 30 years and get a picture of what it would look like after 30 years? I it think would. People jump. Yeah, they, too many people jump into professions that they know very little about. They try it. They're good at it. But it's almost like trying to drive a school bus and they have a governor set on a 45 mile an hour. No matter how good they get at it, they're not going to get them to the final destination that they want it to be at. So we heard it at the Tony Hody seminar several times by several speakers. Start with the end in mind. What is it I want my life to look like? What is it I want to accomplish? Where, If I could become anybody in the world, if I could accomplish anything, where would I want to be in five years? Where would I want to be in 20 years? Where do I want to be at age 50? And where do I want to be at age 30 or 65? And so you kind of get to know where these people want to go. And then you talk about, well, what's important to you? Is it your family relationships important to you? Is it finances? Is it your fitness? Is it you're really into fun? Is it your friends? And you go ahead and you share the wheel of life with them, the exercise that I did. They get a good, clear snapshot of where they're at. And then you encourage them. You say, the best news is today's the first day of the rest of your life. At least you know where you're at right now. So we're going to try and help you grow as a person in some of these areas that maybe you're not as strong in as you would like to be. And if we help you grow as a person and your family relationships get better, your finances get better along the way, you become healthier, more productive, you're having fun doing it, and you're making great friends along the way, what else could you ask for? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, hey, Bob, um, a lot of people are probably driving, but if you are not driving, um, write these things down. Do you mind sharing the, the wheel of, of life? Yeah, it's called the living, Are You Living a Life of Balance? And it's a wheel that has six spokes in it. And the first spoke is the faith spoke. And, you know, the center of the axiom is zero and all the way up at the edge of the circle is five. And so we just ask that you grade your your life, you know, according to you and your faith, um, where you're standing at this current moment. And then we talk about family. That's another spoke of the wheel. We talk about finances. We talk about fitness. We talk about fun. And we talk about our friends. It's really the six F's is the most, you know, the most important F's in life other than food and football. I could probably put two more spokes in there if I wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, food would I would score <laughs> high on food, but just to just to go through them again because I, I thought this was really I, I thought this was a really powerful exercise. And a lot of people have probably seen this before, some version of this before, but it's a really a great list. So it's faith, family, finance, fitness, fun, and friends. And it's you know it's interesting. It's like why do we go in business for ourselves? In the first place, we go into business for ourselves to experience, you know, some level of freedom, freedom of time, freedom, money, freedom of relationship. And if your business isn't helping you to support your faith, whatever that means to you, if it's not helping you support your family, if it's not helping support your finances and make you wealthy, whatever that means to you, your fitness. Or, or your fitness. If you lose your health in the process of right. the money, was it worth the journey? Right. And then are you having, yeah, I was, was going to say, are you having fun? I, when I see you, when I see you, you always seem like you're having fun. I mean, maybe it's just how it looks on the outside. Maybe that's not really how it is, but I have a feeling that's kind of how it is. It is how it is. When I feel like I can make a difference in other people's lives, 
And I feel like I'm giving people hope because really, Ryan, that's what leadership is. Leadership's Leadership is nothing more than a dealer of hope. It's creating a vision for others. And what we have to realize is we're leading a volunteer army. See, that was one thing I had a hard time learning coming out of the Marine Corps. In the Marine Corps, you do what I say because I said it. Kind of like a parent. You do what I said. I'm your parent. Listen to me. Well, in the Marine Corps, there's a rank structure. And the higher the rank, the more orders you bark. And you better listen to the person above you because there's lives on the line. There's reasons why they bark certain orders. Well, coming out of the military, going into the civilian insurance and home improvement business, those leadership skills don't really work. Nobody, leadership is not a title. Leadership is not a rank. Leadership is an opportunity to serve people and mankind. And what we have to realize, and I learned this through the John Maxwell book series, is it's called servant leadership. If you serve other people, people want to follow you. And it's important that people want to follow you because in business, we're leading a volunteer army. Nobody's on contract. Nobody has to be on your team. Nobody has to stay on your team. And so one of my mentors says, if you want to know if you're a really good leader, look behind you. Because if people are following you, then you're probably a good leader. If you think you're a good leader and you look behind you and nobody's following you, you might want to look in the mirror and do a checkup from the neck up. Let's stop here and take a quick break. Do you want a steady stream of referrals coming into your business? Do you want a system that gets your customers to come back to you to buy more of your products and services? How about more five-star reviews on the sites that matter like Google, Facebook, and Better Business Bureau? Of course you do. G4 Marketing Group has been doing all of that for home improvement companies just like yours since 2009. Want to see if we can do the same for you? Just go to www.g4marketing.com and schedule a free Wealthy Contractor Strategy Session. That's www dot g f o u r marketing dot com now let's get back to this episode yeah that's really good so you know what one... the leadership aspect i believe that you know that's we we want to make other people's lives better by coming in touch with us and that's where i say we have to quit being selfish and when i say we i'm talking to bob quillen as i'm speaking to myself does it hurt when you bring people in and you love them and nurture them and you help them and then while they're on your journey, they tell you you're the best thing in their life and this is the best company and they love it. And then two, three, four, five, 10, 20 years down the road, they leave. It hurts. It does hurt because you put your heart and your soul into people. You put your time, your energy. You taught them so many things. But you know what? People leave every day. People quit things every day. People you know, quit diets every day. They quit relationships with divorce every day. They change churches every day. They change vehicles every day. So why in the world would we ever think that's not going to happen to us? That's not, that doesn't apply to us. What, we're, what I'm trying to say is how long they stay will be their decision. Creating a culture where they want to stay, well, then that's my decision. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you do? I, I mean, I've got, 12 other ways I could go with this, but I want to try and stick with what um, I originally started with here. And, and, you know, we'll, we can have another conversation another time. I'd love to have you back again and again. But um, what are some of the things that you do? You do some really unique and interesting things in your company. What are some of the things that you do to help them um, be better, to improve themselves? 
Um, one is we do the balance of life. We do that about every six months because as seasons of your life changes, it changes. And what happens is, let's say that your family score isn't as high as you wanted it to, but your finances are great, but your fitness is in the twos and threes, and your fun's pretty good, but your friends, you don't seem to have time for them. So what happens is, Brian, we start focusing on where we're the weakest at. And that's all fine because we want to get better. But in my experience over the last 10 or 15 years, when I start focusing, you know, if my family life's pretty good or my family life's a four, my finances are a five, but my fitness is a two or three and my, my funds are three and my friends are a two because I don't have much time. So when I start focusing on fitness more and friends more, well, then sometimes that takes away from the family or sometimes it, it, it takes what I call the, the eagle eye, the competitive edge, the eye of the tiger. So my finances may go down a little bit. I have never, you know, I'm 51 years old. I have never been able in a place in my life where my wheel is totally balanced at all times. It's a constant, ongoing evaluation of where your life is at this moment. The good news is it can always change. The bad news is it is what it is, and we created it. But if we want it to change, we have the power to change. And so we talk about that philosophy a lot. Um, every Tuesday at Quillen Brothers, it's, it's basically called the self-improvement day. I meet with my back-end operations manager and my installers uh, weekly on Tuesdays at 6.30. And we have a meeting till 7.30 that I'm covering basically things that I'm covering with you today on the phone, Brian. I will cover the wheel of life. I will cover, you know, family goals. I will cover customer relationship goals because our installers are very important people. And, and in, in this industry, one of the things I find out is they're great with their hands and they suck with their mouth <laughs> because they're skilled carpenters and they're craftsmen and they're great, but they lack people skills. They lack communication skills. They lack sometimes emotional or adversity quotient. So teaching them how important their communication, teaching them how important their nonverbal communication is, teaching them how important their job is and how that customer either loves us or hates us based on their experience with those people. So, you know, we do the guild qualities. We do the reviews every time that somebody writes a testimonial about Quillen Brothers or post a review on it. We monitor those reviews weekly and we make copies of those reviews if they talk about our installation team. If they talk about those great installers, if they talk about what those installers did to make a difference in this experience with us, we recognize those installers because we let them know just how important it is. So really, it's an hour meeting with the owner of the company and the operations measure man, all on one page, all on one team, sharing the excitement. And then we have about 15 or 20 minutes at the end where we'll cover housekeeping situations you know, the X's and the O's of the business. And then one of the things that I've done, and I'll give my credit to my wife a long time ago, is <clears throat> in this industry, Brian, as is, is I've traveled around, one of the biggest divisions I see in home improvement companies is the sales versus marketing. Salespeople don't like or respect marketing. Marketing people don't like or respect sales. They always think that their job's harder than the other ones. One of them's spoon-fed. One of them's a donkey that carries the heaviest load. And we've heard it all. Well, as owners, I think we create that because we have individual sales meetings and then we have individual marketing meetings. And so we keep these two divisions apart. And by creating that environment, keeping them separated from each other, we created the division. We're adding to it. 
So what we do now is on Tuesdays, because we have our self-improvement day and I'm with the installers at 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning, our self-improvement day starts at Tuesday with all sales and marketing personnel. So everyone on my sales team, everyone in my marketing department comes together as one team, one family. And from 10 o'clock until 11 o'clock, we have self-improvement. And that's when I'm present. That's where I share things. And we do things together. We read books together. Um, we just completed, a lot of people's heard of Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. We just completed that as a company and a staff. It took us 10 weeks to complete that book and those exercises. But I had people in that class, Brian, that's 38 and 42 years old that has never been taught the rules of success with money. Yeah. I mean, they're halfway through the game of life and they're hearing it for the very first time. I just had my service coordinator. It was so cool this weekend. Just post a picture of him with a bunch of bills in his hand. And he says, financial freedom coming closer. Just made my final car payment. Financial peace. Never again will I have a car payment. This kid is 28 years old and he just paid his car off. He's got money in the his OOPS account. He's got his credit cards paid off. And at 28 years old, he's further ahead than a lot of Americans are at 58. Yeah. Because he's following successful principles. So we'll play podcasts. We'll play videos. We Sometimes we just do a YouTube junkie day. You, everybody's logged on to YouTube and seen those motivational clips and motivation. And we may play, play a variety of 30 minutes of that and get people just pumped up. And then it, so our self development class is every Tuesday from 10 to 11 and then at 11 o'clock the two divisions break up marketing people go with their marketing manager sales people go with their sales manager and for one more hour they they handle the X's and the O's and the nuts and the bolts of their division but coming together once a week as a family as a team what's that saying united you stand divided you fall yeah and if you want your team united then we as leaders have to unite it we can't United having different divisional meetings where everyone's not present because that creates division. And so really it's two hours a week out of my time. I mean, they, my installers used to come every Tuesday for their meeting anyway from 7 to 8. So I have them come in a half hour early. So they're coming in from seven six thirty to 7.30. So they've only given up one half hour of their life. Right. My marketing departments and my sales departments for years always meet between 11 and 12 on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is our big department head. So I have them come in as a team one hour. So they're only given one hour of their life into this. But we make it fun. I buy breakfast. I buy lunch. We give awards out. We give, you know, what we call praise testimonies, you know, different success principles. that anyone accomplished anything, you know, of significance this last week. And we just create it into a fun and learning environment. Wow. Sounds very, very cool. I mean, I'm getting ideas here about what, I can be doing maybe what I should be doing. I've really got to think about how we implement some of that stuff here in our company. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the clock and I, I want to ask you about something that we touched on a few minutes ago. It, it's something actually, this is, this is now a kind of a personal thing. By the way, those of you listening, I get to, you know, sit here and interview these great people. Most of them, most of the people, by the way, that I have on are, are from scratch, you know, started in this business with nothing. And most of them are, you know, millionaires and multimillionaires. And so 
I'm in a very unique position where I am not only getting to have these conversations and getting to kind of drive the conversations, but I'm also here listening intently on, on what I can learn as well. I want to go back to the fun thing for a minute. Business really kind of should be fun, shouldn't it? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> no, you know, I always make a joke when I talk about where people are headed if they're not doing things that they enjoy. And I say, most of us get up when we don't want to get up, go somewhere we don't want to go, do something we don't want to do for people we don't even like. <laughs> yeah. And we'll do that for 40 years of our life and we'll create a rut. And then we wonder why at age 65, we're dead, dead, broke, and still working and miserable. Yeah. Because we never enjoyed the journey. Yeah, it's interesting. Success you know, is not a destination. Success is a journey. It's enjoying the journey along the way, chasing the goal or the destination. Yeah. So as we were, you know, as we were doing the wheel exercise a couple of of weeks ago, one of the things I I looked at, you know, some of these things. I mean, I, you know, I'm very fortunate that you know I've got I've got a pretty healthy I, I've got a pretty healthy wheel. I'm weak in a couple places, of course, but the one thing that I've been kind of working on a lot is how do I make, how do I make business more fun? And I think some of you've revealed some of it here today, but do you have any other, I mean, what are some of the other things that you do to make your business fun and enjoyable for you? Well, one of the things, it's a big slogan here, and when you walk in our building, you'll see the theme everywhere, but we, we probably say it at least 20 to 30 times a week as a management staff. The culture that we're trying to create at Quillen Brothers is have fun, make money, and make a difference. So when you come to work at Quillen Brothers, we want to have fun, but we want to make money. Okay, We don't leave that out. Money is important. Yeah. But then when we have the money, we want to make a difference. And so we're always challenging people. How have you used your blessings to make a difference for someone else? You don't maybe necessarily have to give them money, but did you give them a phone call today? Did you send them a text of encouragement? Did you go mow someone's grass? Did you do something special for the neighbor? In the holidays, you know, on Thanksgiving, you know, one of the things I challenge people with is, hey, you know, we have a lot of things to be thankful for, but take these next four days off and go be a blessing to someone else. And people come back after those holidays and say, Bob, you know what I did? I have a bad relationship, you know, with a cousin. And so I just called him up and we had lunch. They're doing small things in their life that's important to them to make a difference. Or I had somebody say, you know, we knew somebody who could just use a break. And so we went out and got a, you know, a hundred dollar gift certificate for a certain store so they could have a great holiday meal together. It's those little things. So we're always challenging our people to have fun, make money, make a difference. Um, we, we learn, you know, on this wheel of life, sometimes we ta tackle it as a group. For example, in the fitness, you know, um, when you work a lot of hours, you drive a lot of miles, you run a lot of leads, you're stuck in a phone room and there's very little exercise. You know, I had a, a couple competitions over the last couple of years on The Biggest Loser. And it was a volunteer army. I would talk about the importance of, you know, having your health right, having your weight right, having your cholesterol right, having your sugar right, having your resting heart rate, your blood pressure right. And so we would open volunteer where we would have like a 13-week spiff and everybody puts in, let's just say, $20 into a pot. And what we do is we get together once a week and we talk about how has our habits changed, where have we had improvement, are we working out? It's kind of like finding an accountability partner. 
and you send messages to each other, just got done doing my two miles or, you know, didn't have a lot of time today, but mowed my yard and it took 45 minutes and I haven't walked, mowed my yard in so long. And then what we did, Brian, is we actually weighed ourselves publicly in front of our peers for 13 weeks. And the person who won the biggest loser, the biggest change in weight, they would win the pot. Okay, so if the pot's two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars, they would win that pot of money. Well, then as the owner, I would always double the pot. And so somebody for just getting healthy in a fun, enjoyable way, having peers that are encouraging them along the way, talking about healthy choices along the way, going to lunch with your friends saying, you know what, I used to eat this, but I think I'm going to try this because it's healthier. And then at the end of 13 weeks to get a $700, $800 you know, bonus because you got healthier. And what we call it is this is your new wardrobe fund because you've lost you know, 15 or 20 pounds. You're probably going to need some new pants and shorts. And so creating that environment like that that makes you better along the way. That has nothing to do with windows. Right. It's about life. It's about longevity. Well, you know, what's, what's great about all of this is um... – you know, over the last few years, and I, I shared this with with you, or I've shared it here. Um, I, I've just really come to the the realization that mindset is so much more important than skill set when growing a company, when growing a business, and everything that you've said here just validates all of that. Um, and I've known this to be true, true now, just absolutely true. And, you know, the, 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 the great Jim Rohn said, work harder on yourself than you do on your job or in this, in our case, our business. And he said, working hard at your job will make you a living. Working hard on yourself will make you a fortune. I think that what you've shared here and what you shared a couple of weeks ago is is not just self-improvement for the company to make the company grow but focus on self-improvement for what it makes you and right. everything else around you will will grow and so I, I and so you know so i i got you know when i texted you while you were up there you know, talking about this stuff, I think that we captured the essence of that. I hope that we've captured the ep- essence of that in this in this episode. And I'm always grateful. I know I've, I've kept you over kept you over time, and I know that you and I can keep going probably for another two or three hours. So I got to ask, you know, I'll ask you to come back again, and we'll talk about you know something else. But I appreciate. Yeah, but I really appreciate you. I appreciate our relationship. You inspire me. You inspire me every time we talk. And, you know, the one thing that I will say about that, and I've mentioned this to you before, is that, you know, not everybody's like that. Not everybody's like you. You are, this is something you have. It's an innate inside of you. But it's also something that can be developed. This was not, you know, I I didn't know about your history and your background and you shared some of that i think you shared it you might have shared it publicly i'm not going to say it here but i was a little shocked with where you came from and who you are today because the two um they don't match up right 
you correct all intents and purposes you should not be who you are today based on where you came from correct and, and, and i'll share it brian if you don't mind no i want to give people if there's someone out there listening i was born you know my mother had me when she was 15 years old she had no business having a baby she had two babies by the time she was 18 years old she had you know, a child doesn't know how to raise children. And so, you know, we grew up very poor. We grew up on welfare. We were the free lunch kids here in the, in the town. Um, my mother was married three or four times. And unfortunately, she attracted the wrong type of men in her life. And they beat her. And there was alcohol and violence involved. Um, I was the first Quillen in our family tree to actually graduate high school. Wow. And I was the first Quillen in our family tree never to be put into prison. Everybody on the Quillen side has served anywhere from five years to 26 years in prison. Wow. I didn't want to be that guy. I did not. I wanted, you know, I, call me a black sheep. Call me whatever. I did not want to be that guy. I wanted to break the mold. So as a teenager, it was really important for me to be different, to break the mold. And, yeah, it is hard when you don't have any money. And so, once again, Brian, it brings back to how we started this conversation. Tell me your reason why, and I can teach you how. Yeah. Bob Quillen had a big why. Bob Quillen wanted to change the legacy of the Quillen name. He wanted to change the legacy of his family. And so that's what drove me to learn the skills that I needed to learn. You know, I did not want to become a salesman. You got to remember, I was in the Marine Corps. Marines don't even like people. We don't <laughs> even smile. We're the most, you know, anti-sociable, hot-headed bullies in, in, in the world. But how does a guy like that turning into, you know, a servant leader with a love and passion to helping people? Because my why was bigger than the pain. Yeah. And so I encourage everybody, focus on your reason why. You know, I call it your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. And change yeah. It. But we have to realize we have to become somebody we're not if we want to live a life that we're not living. We can't yeah, be it's... the same person and expect to live a different life. Yeah, beautifully said. And I will, let's leave it at that because you can't say it any better than that. Well, Bob, I, um, I appreciate you taking the time being here. Um, as always, you know, fantastic stuff. Got to have you back again. Cause there's a bunch of other stuff we can talk about. I mean, you, one thing we didn't mention is that and we talked about this, actually, if you go back to Bob's first episode, which I don't know what episode number it is. I believe it's somewhere in the 30s or the 40s. We talked about profitability because this is a guy that knows how to make money as well. And so we've got lots of other topics we can talk about and I'd love to have you back again. So thank you again, Bob. I yep. I love what you're doing, Brian. I love the way you, you take people and you share the wisdom. And I really hope that everyone out there can get something out of this. Yeah, I hope so too, man. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. So that is another episode of the Wealthy Contractor podcast. Make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and check that out. And uh, until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And this is the Wealthy Contractor podcast. All right. So that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. 
Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. The Wealthy Contractor Podcast is brought to you by G4 Marketing Group, where we help contractors of all kinds create customers, keep customers, and multiply their customers and profits. If you're interested in reaching new levels of success for your company, visit www.gfourmarketing.com or just call us at 305 305- 856-8788 to schedule your free, no obligation, wealthy contractor strategy session. Now, during this strategy session, we're going to look at eight key performance factors in your business, and we're going to help you uncover opportunities for growth, for leads, for sales, and for profit. And finally, We started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the Wealthy Contractor. Now, the Wealthy Contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing.